Welcome back to the second episode of the Designing Culture Podcast, where today's guest is going to be comedian Kiwana Kiwi Phoenix. Not only will she keep you in stitches during her comedic stage performance, but today she's also going to talk about some of the most personal and painful times in her life. So please stay tuned for the next episode. You don't have to get all beautified. You're gorgeous anyway. You're gorgeous anyway. <laughs> Can't slam. Yeah, I needed it. Oh my god, I look like I was living on the street. I had to go to the hairdresser. Oh my god. That almost gave me a heart attack. I had to. Woo! All right. So, Kawana, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm trying to fight this whole, you know, a lot of it's going around that season. So. I'm working on it, but I was, and then I woke up like, oh my god, I'm gonna sound like crap. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm still gonna do it. I'm yes. still gonna do it. So. so today I'm here with Kiwana Kiwi Phoenix. How yes. are you? Everything good? Everything's good. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy that right. you're having me. Right. Like, I'm so nervous already. Right. Like, is this uh, your first interview? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, other than the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're already hired, so Thank you. <laughs> get comfortable, get comfortable. So, um, the first thing I want to know, and because I love colors because they can change your, your mood, what is your favorite color? It's definitely green. Green, green is so vibrant to me. And all different shades, too. Right. Um, I, I could start from like the sage green, the, the hunted green is probably like one of my top favorite shades. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't even mean like because it's dark that right. um, I'm sad or anything. Um, I think what it does is the light reflects off of it and mm-hmm. um, just gives you like a glisten. So it's almost like a luxury look. Right. That it gives oh, wow. So, That's yeah. deep. So um, let's see. So I met you at work and mm-hmm. we've known each other for under a year. Yeah. But somehow we had this connection. We, like we completely connected. And I'm not sure why, but that's neither here nor there. We just all we've connected. We've had great conversations, just passing each other in the hallway or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've gone out a couple times. So true. Yes. So I want to know a little bit about um, your early days, right? So um, from high school, you went to the army. Is right. That correct. What made you do that? What made you go into the army? Um, I guess my first my first reason of going um, because I didn't I didn't want to be struggling all my life Mm -hmm. um a lot of people that I grew up around had it hard you know grew up in New York um where in New York I uh, grew up in Manhattan then my parents moved us into the Bronx and we pretty much stayed there for a long time and then um moved back into Manhattan okay we didn't I don't think we (laughs) I don't think we fit well. It was too far from what we needed right. to get to. We was already commuting into Jersey. Right. Um, my older sister was actually going to school in Lakewood at okay. an early age, so dad was already commuting in from okay. New Jersey from New York. So going into the Bronx was just even further, mm-hmm. and I don't think he really liked it at the time. So okay. went back into Manhattan, and um, I was in Barringer here in Newark, and I had my kid already. I had my daughter already, and I was just like, you know, I need to do something, something different. I was already in JRTC, so I knew I was already interested in, like, um, the military. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then um, somebody was like, yeah, did you know that they paid for school? I was like, what? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. They do what? they like, yeah, you get housing, you get all these benefits. And I'm like, I have a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get on that. Like, it just sounded like the great ticket right, at right. the time. So I did that. I told my parents. And dad was not with that. Right. <laughs> he right. He was not with baby, that. He was to, to war, understand. And they got another sister that's uh, two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, if you going, I'm going too. Right. She oh, ended wow. up going. So she's following your footsteps. Yeah, okay. she ended up going. And um, there we were. We was 18, 19, going in and didn't know nothing. Right. Didn't know nothing. But I needed that. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you, we have a mutual friend. And you said he helped you as far as getting into the Army. Coach Mo? Got, yes, Coach Mo. Coach Mo, yes. That's my cousin. What? <laughs> yes, coach. Listen, I was a chunky monkey. Like, Were you? yeah, two hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> oh, like, coach wow. Mo met me, and um, and that's just like baby weight eating. I was happy, so right. like that was a lot of happy really weight. Happy. I was really happy. <laughs> and pockets was fat too. I was right. working, you know, so right. it was, everything was good. And I'm like, okay, I'm out of high school. Let me let me go check with this recruiter. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even my recruiter. Right. He took me under his wing. That's how, that's how great mm-hmm. he is. Like mm-hmm. he was not my recruiter. And he was like, listen, the army it loves you, but you have to lose some of this weight right. if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And in two months, I was already. Losing like fifty pounds, wow. like shedding the weight, and uh, yeah, he will definitely have you working yeah. out. He was online today having someone run. Um, you know, he I was watching his uh, show yesterday. Oh on, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really in tune with him. Right. I'm actually thinking about um, me and my neighbor thinking about linking up with him because right. I'm like, listen, you know, I don't want to spin for the body. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you don't. Oh, you mean like yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do yeah. that. I want no, to have kids again, natural, so right. I don't think that would be beneficial to me. Right. Um, so so I'd rather just link up with the old school. Right. Get, get out on, the, yeah. on that pavement, right? Yeah. CrossFit. He's into that CrossFit, too. Right. Yeah, so he, he's excellent. So. Shout um, out to Coach Mo. Yeah, shout out to Coach Mo. Okay. Um, okay. So the real reason why we're here is because you, Kiwana, Kiwi, Phoenix, are a comedian. Yes, right? yes. Right? That's what I do. Yes, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> what made you get into that life of being a comedian? You're, you're funny. You are a funny storyteller. Like, just connecting with you, I can see that you are hilarious. So what made you want to go and just move forward and uh, hop on that stage and, and be a comedian? Well, I always knew that I was funny because I always had friends. You know, right. when you're in high school, you're like, oh, I don't deal with a lot of girls. I actually right. had a lot of girlfriends. Like right, yes. 10 to 12 of us in the hallway at a time. Oh, nobody's yeah, fighting. Yeah, nobody's fighting, you know? <laughs> we always laughing and want to look our best, you know? Right. And um, they will always laugh and always like to hear me talk to them and share my story. So they kind of inspired me to know that this girl has jokes. Right. So they used to say, like, yo, you always stay with a joke. <laughs> you always got something smart to say. Right. And <laughs> and then next thing you know, I uh, went on a date. I actually tried, uh, I didn't try performing at Dangerfield. I did a little skit at Dangerfield. Right. Which um, Dangerfield? Dangerfield Comedy Club in New York. Oh, okay. And, um... Didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out at all. So Did they like boo you off stage. Or yeah, something? <laughs> it was like a boo. But honestly, they they picked me head on. 
so I wasn't prepared. I didn't even know that I was going right, to right, do right. anything that night. Um, and I, I didn't know the work behind being a comedian. Right. I didn't know, like, I, okay, you funny, but is that it? Right. You know, anybody could be funny. And that's amazing because I guess the first thing is for you to even get on the stage. That was bold for you right. to just hop up up there and you're, you didn't know what was going on or what didn't. you do. I didn't just like, okay, anything. you know, I'm going to be funny like I was in school. Right, I see faces. <laughs> right. So let's see what I got. You know, let's see what I could do today. And um, then I met you. And um, from there, you know, you say, it was the funny. I, I always tell people this story too because they always say, how do you, what made you start doing comedy? Even my friends that know me 15 years. Right. What happened? What made you get on the stage after all this time? And I say, well, I met this woman. Had a cracking up by my dad. She always, she's the best person I've ever met. And she, she, she comes by and she says, listen, I'm gonna get you a show. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so working. I said, she's not gonna come. I'm telling my girlfriend next to me, she's not gonna come back with show. She's gonna take her all week to find a show. Right. No, you came back. I did. <laughs> came back, and I, I was okay. This is where you have to be. This is what you want to do. This is who you want to speak to. This is what we want to do. And there it was. The first night, it was a great night. It was. Like, it so was. many people came out. I always felt loved. I always felt blessed. Right. Like. Lost my parents early, so mm-hmm. I always felt like God has given me other little angels like, right. to keep me motivated. And that night was like, okay, if I could do that. Right. That was an amazing night. Now, was that your first night on uh, on stage? That was at Bangles Ear in Union, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That night was bomb. Then the second show after, even better. Yes, at QT. QT, QT now. Shout out to QT in, now. Yes, in Union. Um, yes, in Union. And. Oh my! I, from there, I was like, Monique, remember, we, what's next? Right. What's yes, next? Absolutely. Like, I, I've been working, writing, so what's next? I'm in a good energy, a right. good place. And I remember that night you had on your your white blazer, you had your hair and braids and up in a bun, and you had the whole crew there. Yes. You know, the whole work crew, and you were very professional. When he called you up on the stage, you had the most people there in the room. Right. Right. And um, every everybody there though celebrated you because you tore it down. Everybody yeah. was laughing and and they loved you. Didn't yeah. know you and they loved Didn't that you. Didn't know were funny. Me. But also your energy on the stage was amazing and everybody could just see that. I think they you. could see that. Thank you because I, I really feed off y'all energy. Like I, I was able to talk with a lot of the people that were there and meet new people and mm-hmm. see what they do. Right. You know because it's. I was nervous, but come to find out that they're artists too, and they're nervous as well. So right. we was able to relate on that, and they they told me, um, can't remember the guy's name, but he told me he said, "Yo, the way you are outside, that's how you need to be on this stage. You need to be yourself 24/7, and they're gonna understand you." Right. They did. Right. And that makes they sense. Did. So so because the thing is, is that you're using basically your everyday life to get up and get up on stage and make it into a joke. Right. No matter how good or bad or tragic it is, it's still something that, you know, you can turn into a story and make fun. Oh, yeah. So that is that is um, a great accomplishment. Having like, a shitty day sometimes, and I just be like, this day was a piece of shit. Tomorrow better be so much better, or I'm telling you, it's on. Right. It's on on the weekend. I, I'm telling you, I'm popping bottles. I, I'm going to do everything I wanted. I'm going to wild out. 
and I don't have no bail money, so I'm not I'm not gonna get involved <laughs> with that, you know. But I'm gonna do what I want to do. So right, you know, that's just how I feel. I feel like every day I need to story tell. Mm-hmm. I need to get my point across. I need people to see my view. Right, and I want to be relatable. Which you are. You right. absolutely are. And that's why people laugh so much because they're, they're and shake their heads because they can understand what you're going through. Right. And how, how you turn that into into funny. Right. Because sometimes you have to laugh at stuff. You're, you're you just like, I can't even believe this happened to me. Like, let me tell you the story. Oh, Sally. And have to be okay with it. Right. Because if you're not okay with your storytelling, then it causes depression and shit. Right, it's right, really right. Stress. That's true. That's true. You, know, you have to be okay with the everyday life and telling your story and... Understand that some people are not gonna understand you, but if it's a good story, listen, they they gonna understand something. Right, right, exactly. They something get about it. the story. Yeah, they gonna get it. They gonna get it. So, um, so when you tell jokes about, let's say, anything that's tragic or something negative that happened in your in your life, when you tell a joke about it, does it um, does it make that particular time easier, or do you you know, or does it help relieve the the stress that that time put on you? One time I joked about my mom passing. Like, yeah, I was just, I don't even think I was on stage. I just made a joke. Like, right. one of them, Ike Turner, like, bitch, you die on me, I kill you. Right, like, yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did one of those. And after that, I was like, yo, that's my mom. Like, I should not have joked about that, you know? But then I think about who my mother is. Right, right. Her ass was funny as hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, she probably in heaven. Cracking up, up, like you know. So I was like, I can't really think about the stress mm-hmm. or depression or anxiety or anything about my everyday life. Um, what I need to do is just make sure I keep laughing. So yeah, right. I guess it does push me forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I doesn't hold any weight. Anything I've been through in my life doesn't no longer hold any weight. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because um, it's 2020 and. That's not even an excuse that it's the year changed. Right, but you're just saying, yeah. you know, it's 2020. Something new. Right, something, something new. Something new. Everything yeah. else, let go and understand that everything happens for a reason. So, now, were you the, the, the child? Because my daughter, I have to go, I always have to refer back to my daughter, Justine. Yeah. She was dramatic. Like, she was so dramatic. Like, one time she was four or five, and she was just like, you don't know anything about my life. Like, <gasps> what? You're brand new. What are you talking about? So were you that child that was so very dramatic and blew everything up out of proportion? Nah, nah, not really. I was the, I was the watcher. Oh, okay. I you were gathering watch. information. Because <laughs> I had sisters, a house full of women, Ooh, you know, so. They were doing some yeah, you know, I gotta see what's going on. Ooh. And because I was the third child, it was like, all right, well, I need to learn from their mistakes. Right. So, if anything, I would probably get them in trouble a lot. You would tell them? Oh, yeah, I tell <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm telling on you because I know you ain't got no business doing that. And I was a good teller, too. Because, yeah, so I guess you want to say I was dramatic because I always story tell. Ma, right. let me tell you what happened today. As I was minding my business, I come off from school. Right. Guess who I see in the kitchen, all in the refrigerator? <laughs> and you told us do not go in that refrigerator, only eat what you put out for us. Is that correct? Right. She's so proud of me, she said, that is correct. <laughs> I, so who was in? Kiana. Mm-hmm. You should go talk to her about this. She said, you know, 
If it's anybody I could depend on, <laughs> it's, it's you. So I've always been her go-to girl. Right, okay. Always so been her that's where you got girl. your storytelling from. Mm-hmm. You did start when you were young. All she right. could tell my lies and what wasn't a lie. Right, right, right. Yeah, she was really good at... But she kind of... <laughs> you're so extra. She eye, right. She gives you the eye. Um, so did you get beat up by the sisters? Did they do stuff to you for you telling on them? And then the crazy part, Monica, I was the strongest one. What? So yeah, they would come for me. And I just, oh my God, my oldest sister all the time always thinks she, you know, the oldest, seven years apart, mm-hmm. I can understand why she would be frustrated with a younger sister. Right, running back and telling Yeah, back, but you don't that. assume because you older than me that you could fight me. Right. Because you just so happen to get a sister that liked to fight. Mm. Right. So you gave him a little Yeah, you know, I was working out at the time, too. I was a cheerleader. I was doing everything. Like, oh, you this is the fit. time. And what practice better than your sister? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you know they're not going to kill you. Right. It's <laughs> restrictions on it. Right. <laughs> you got the best referee in the house, right. mom and dad. Right, exactly. You know, so, you know, that was the best practice. And I needed that. Transitioning mm-hmm. from New York into uh, Newark was... Difficult fight. Right. Work was, was obviously the challenge. Yeah. Different going to school out pretty much all black, all Spanish. Mm-hmm. I was fighting every day. Jeez. I was fighting every day. What grade did you go into work? Um, tenth grade. Um, I only did a year and a half in high school. school. People challenge you. Yeah, I got out of school fast. Oh please, I was working ten classes a day. Mm-hmm. Day school, night school, get out of there. So I always knew what I wanted to do with myself mm-hmm. as far as wanting my freedom I don't want nobody to restrict me down me doing comedy is my freedom i could tell you anything i want to tell you right on yes on stage anything i want to tell you and i enjoy that people like to listen to me right did you ever see private benjamin but I have heard of it, Private oh, Benjamin. You remind me. I will of, watch that movie tonight. I got you Amazon to. Prime. Like, I would want to be in that infiltrate. Like, oh, I want to go with Kawada. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, of course, we would get, you know. Yeah. What do they throw you out of the army? What is it called? Uh, discharge. Dishonorable dis- 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 Discharge. <laughs> Listen, my sister almost got involved in that nonsense. Really? Yeah, me too. Stealing from the drill sergeant before we even get into real service. And what guess what she was stealing? stealing? What? Laffy Taffy's. <laughs> you can get in trouble for that? Was it like on his desk or like it, in yeah, his private box? It was terrible situation. Like, just for some Laffy Taffy's, we almost got court martials. It was terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like they put a candy restriction on black people. You ain't supposed to do that. But then they let the folks that rape others yeah. stay in the uh, ain't army. Nutty, ain't okay. it? Right. All right. Just Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Sit break. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, the re- our relationships that oh, we've yes. been in. The difficult relationships that, that um, you and I have both been in. And we've had more than a few if That's, we combine them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. And I don't miss none of y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to know. Like, what type of, I mean, we don't have to go into specifics, but what type of stress does that type of relationship have on you? Like, if it's, whether it's verbal or emotional or physical abuse, whatever you've been through, what type of emotions does that put you through? What type of stress does that put you through? The best way I can explain any characteristic about me is really the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the animal, the crowd. Right. One, because I'm a true cancer on July 16th, my birthday. Mm. Uh, 
about you ask, about them kids. Right. If you really ask me and you, you study the crap, you know that when we are in distress, we're going to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. We're going to our shelves. And it's a safe place, you know? Right. And um, that's definitely one of the things I'm working on because I shouldn't have to hide if I'm in stress. I should be able to, I have a 16-year-old as well. I tell her, listen, when people put you under stress or you feel like you, they're not treating you fairly, speak up for yourself. Right. Well, if they could do it at that moment, then you should be able to say it right. at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. It's you know? just, it's easier said than done. Easier said than done. So that's why we need practice. Right. You know, and then I think the crabs do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they know they're not supposed to be on shore, there'd be a wild right. animal out there. What they do, they start practicing coming mm-hmm. out. People doing <laughs> and shit, right? And then they get snatched People, up for They dinner. get snatched up and then <laughs> so, I know. I love me a crab. It's so sad. It's so sad. But, um, but it's so true. It's either they survive or they don't survive. It's the right. chance that they take it. I, I'd be willing to take the, the risk. Right. Sometimes I'm willing to risk it all. You Ooh, know? Yeah. That's the a relationships lot. be like, listen, it's really like that. If the relationship is not going well, mm-hmm. you have to make the choice. Only two choices. Right. Stay but, where you're going. Right. But in between that time when you decide to stay, like what kind of stress does it put on? Do you not sleep? Do you not eat? Or do you eat too much? Or do you sleep too much? Like what kind of stress did you go through? Just so that, and I want to, I'm asking these questions so that other people can recognize when they hear this, they can recognize that they are going through a period of stress in okay. this type of relationship. Last relationship, mm-hmm. I worked so hard that, yeah, sometimes I did forget to eat. Mm-hmm. That's not good for your body. No. That's you need energy. Your body. I had four hours of sleep per day working two jobs because I knew I had a plan. The plan was I'm leaving a the relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no point in me coming home eight hours, resting up, laying up with this dude, you know, trying to relax with this dude. For what? If anything, I can make my money. I should try to have a healthier diet. I should try to get more hours of sleep. But when you want that edge to where you like, listen, the relationship is not working. I need to go into survival mode. It's right. time to leave. This is what I need to do. All of that becomes, all that stress becomes motivation. Okay. You know, so it's like, okay, if I eat, say, listen, I need to make sure I eat a big dinner tonight you know it's not the best habits but guess what ends up happening when you do come out of that situation mm-hmm. and you're in a new situation to where it's just you you can work on yourself you start to find out you could work less hours right you could get back on that healthy diet mm-hmm. you, you could have those healthy eating habits you could be i mean if you just look at the situation from recently i come from the i just i mean i don't live in a better hood but Live in a very decent area, I guess. Right, right. You have a lovely apartment. A lovely love apartment. Compared to it, compared when I lived with my ex, mm. the, he had a problem with all of this. Mm. He had a problem with all of this. This is why I think I wild out now because it's yeah. like. And she's referring to the beautiful plants. Oh in yeah, my plants. You'll see the picture on uh, on my website. You know, beautiful. He, he had a problem with the with all of this and. Um, that this just wasn't cool. So what was the thing that made you say, fuck it, I'm out of here? I'm like, out of here. How long were you guys dating? Two years. All right, yeah, I need to know. What was Two the years. thing that said, I'm out of here? Like, I'm, I'm out of here because I learned my, I, I should have been out of there. We've all been yeah, there. Like, I should have been out of there a year ago, but what took it was, um, one, I'm going to just say God, because when you're really hitting rock bottom, I don't know, for some reason, he's always on time. Like, He's really just always on time because I've 
worked so hard to save the money to move, mm-hmm. not knowing where I was going to go, not knowing where I was going to move. How was it going to be commuting to work? How was I going to, you know, my family is important. How was I going to mm-hmm. get to my family? So, like, didn't know the exact resources right. that was available to me. And then one day I got a call. Mm-hmm. I got a call about this place. Right. You know, okay. and then come to find out this place is walking distance from the workplace. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out that there's good people that live in the area that make it very easy for me to live here. Right. You know? So everything just started working out and then I started breathing and sleeping better. Mm. You know? And you were like formulating your plan, yeah. so to speak. I still got a plan. My plan is a long this plan is long term. Right. This relation good. relationship recovery is long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, need you don't to want yourself. Yeah, you don't you want to, to go yourself. into the next situation, even with meeting best friends, females. You don't want you don't want anything to trigger you. So right. you know, I think that's just how I was able to overcome that, get over that stress, um, knowing that I was stressed and wanting to get out of the stress mm-hmm. is right. Is what made it possible to be who I am today. Okay. Like that's just the real on the real. Right. I definitely see a difference in you um, at work. Yes. yes. You know, I've always seen you smile, but you're smiling even more since yes. since you're gone, um, since you've left, and um, you know, I'm happy about that. Yes. I'm excited about that. Um, so what advice would you give to women that are in the situation right now in a relationship? And I'm not just saying, oh, they're fighting with their husband or their boyfriend, but really, a, a, you know, abusive situations. What would you give them? What advice would you give them? It's not, and I don't know if you want to say just leave, but you, like you did, you had to formulate a plan and something kind of just had to fall in place when you opened up to the fact that you knew you need to leave. So what advice would you give to them? The first thing is to know that you're not in a healthy situation. So yeah, I mean it's very simple that that you need to leave. Right. And I could tell you I was in a five-year relationship at one point, mm-hmm. and we put so much into our place, like into our apartment, mm-hmm. almost like an investment. Right. And I was oh, it was driving me nuts, Monica. Like I don't want to leave my place. Why should I have to leave? It was like mm-hmm. it was really tearing me down. Even at work, they would say, "Kwana, you did your hair today. Like you did something to it." Because it was just like, yo, don't bother me about my freaking hair today. Right. I got a whole two thousand dollar apartment. I'm stressing about with right. a ten thousand dollar investment. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about my hair. I right. put this shit to like right. everything was just pissing me off, you right. know, and then I was just, you know what? The next stress, the next bowl of stress he put on mm-hmm. was so impacting that I said, you know what? I don't care. Keep all of it. Mm. Yeah. Keep, at this point, no, the disrespect has been so bad. So I guess it's like, when you know the disrespect is more than what you're willing to tolerate on your end, more than what you're willing to put out, right. you have to know yourself. If, you, if somebody's willing to spit on you and you don't spit on nobody, mm-hmm. okay? Right, yeah. You, you spitting on me? Right. After everything that you've done and after, all that, yeah. I, and I never even hawk spit. I don't even take food out of my mouth in right. front of you. Mm-hmm. 
and you willing to do that to me so if they willing to overextend themselves to that type of disrespect then yeah it's a go that's right. the only reason that's the only answer is to yo forget about that money forget about the investment forget about all oh, the 10 years we've been together 10 years forget about what are my kids are going to think mm-hmm. forget about all of that right Forget the mortgage. Get a lawyer. Figure it out. Yes, it will cost you. Yeah, it will be a backfire because now you have to subtract the time that you put in. Right. You have to. But guess the about the beauty that will move forward is okay once you clear up all your debt with your lawyer, once you pay your lawyer, once you come out of that marriage, once you tell the kids the truth. Then that's the hard thing. Tell the kids hide everything the truth. The kids. You're trying to hide things from these that kids. That they've seen already. Okay. That the kids they, you, seen. they know more than you. Right. Yes. They come to you with the information. Mm-hmm. Ma, I seen dad. Ma, dad, I seen mom. Or yeah. I heard the bills. Don't Mom's let them. Don't let bills. them talk about them bills. Them bills will touch your heart. Right. Don't yeah. <laughs> what you know yeah. about my bill? Yes. Okay. Like, it, it's really like that. Like, tell the kids the truth. Mm-hmm. Once you're able to really just say, okay, I've done everything I've, I've done to clear the white page, mm-hmm. I should be able to see the light, and that's just what it is. Right. I mean, if you don't see the light, then you still got work to do. Right, exactly. It, may, it, it takes a while. Yeah, sometimes. it takes it time. Takes that's why I said it's a long-term process. Mm-hmm. It could be a year or two. Right. Anybody that jumps into a relationship right after being in another relationship, you, you still got a lot of work to do. That, that next relationship may suffer a little bit. Right. Right, you know, I, that's true. That's true. And sometimes people, sometimes people just need to be in a relationship. But it could be a relationship that's casual. But you don't need to be like into a deep. Oh, one. I never said not to get your. So, oh yeah, <laughs> get your freak. Get your freak on. Listen, that help. That help. You thought I'ma hold myself. I'ma get it together. Listen, you better pop that thing, okay? Because you've been used to getting that, that man that you have. You've been you. Every time you get stressed, you try to make love, make up for it with love. You right, know what yeah. I'm and then oh, it's, back the it's back the same way. It's back the same way. So your body knows that. Right, yes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's almost like kids, right? It's like your kids. You got two titties, a vagina, ooh, two ooh. butt cheeks. They like, hey, we ain't been touched in a while. What's up? <laughs> we need some love. I swear to God, I'll fall off your body right now. <laughs> Doctor talking about breast cancer and shit. Like they, you should have took care of me. You right. understand? Right. Breast cancer comes from food stress. Mm-hmm. It, it comes from all negativity. Right. So you have to care for your body. If you need to be touched. And right. So and as humans, mm-hmm. we need that. We do need that. Yeah. Touch, which touch. is why men and women are on earth. Oh, Hello. Cool. Yes. Absolutely. You better get that body touched. You. But um. You know, that that quick. is definitely for a uh, another topic mm-hmm. because you know what? Um. Right now, this is a it's, it's a family show. What? I remember when, when I was in a relationship. <laughs> okay, mom. All right, so then tell me your idea of a healthy relationship. Healthy relationship is definitely uh, you guys taking care of each other. Okay. You Like I say, you guys, because it's not me no more. I'm, right. I'm, it's I'm not one side. Yeah, it can't be it's not just you. It has to be both you taking care of each other. You both being compromising to one another. Mm-hmm. Because... I hear a lot of men say, oh, she's too emotional, she's too needy, she may need too much. Listen, if you really care about that woman, you better accede to those needs. Right. To the point where she's not complaining about, be so overwhelming. Right. That she's not even complaining about it no more. And same thing for the man. If he's like, yo, I need space, I need time. Do you want to know what? You got girlfriends, you're supposed to have girlfriends. Right. There's nothing wrong with you asking him. Let me get three hundred dollars. You want space? Okay. I don't even want to check. <laughs> right. 
So okay. we can both be so good. We, we can both, both get what we good. want. Yeah. We both get what we want. You know what I'm saying? If he ain't got $300, go ahead and meet him halfway. Put that 150 in there. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and he'll like that. Right. He'll like that. Like, that is just the simple advice of a healthy relationship is just thinking about each other. And, um... That's important, thinking about each other. Because some people are very selfish. Mm-hmm. You know? I've been there. I've been told I've been selfish. Because it's hard dating now. Right. I mean, that's what I keep keep hearing. It's hard dating. It's hard dating. But I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, you know, dating and just seeing people. Just hanging out. Whatever. I, I think... I'm doing something. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm really just trying to stay focused on my comedy, stay focused on getting my money, taking care of my my home, um, my heart. That's right. it. And that's so important. That's, that's so important. This year, I have encouraged so many people. I don't even say not this year. 2019. I was like, y'all, I'm making a change for next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe y'all should make a change. Right. Year. Y'all who? Who are you talking about? Like, just my friends. You okay. know, like, I have one of my friends who wants to be, like, a fitness... Uh, instructor? Not a fitness instructor. Like, a bodybuilder. Oh, okay. So we was telling her to go to Ohio for this convention. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't know anybody. In Ohio? In Ohio. I said, so? you know, I didn't know anybody in comedy. Mm-hmm. And right. now I know people in comedy. Right. Please don't be discouraged. Like... That is that. Those are some beautiful words. Like so, if you want to, so I guess that then also we should go into what would you say to people that want to do live their dreams and do the things they want. Don't don't be discouraged. And what else? Because it's it's nerve wracking because you're really at first in your mind by yourself That's, thinking about these things you want to do. It's that's like a scary place. Oh too. my god! And then the thing is, is that also thinking about all these celebrities and the shit they go through. And the way people dog okay. them out on the news and online is like, I don't want to be famous. Yes. You don't want to be famous. Don't want to be famous. But that shouldn't discourage you. So what advice would you give to people to be like, you know, just just do it? Yeah. And so don't be discouraged. Get you a good team. And a good team could be one person. Yes. You're right. I you mean, the person could be that's team. you. Because that, <laughs> that could be just your team. Get a good team. Somebody that sees your vision that wants the best for you. Right. And you want the best for them. Because y'all eat together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would be some of the best advice. And then also, network. Use your use your social media. Mm-hmm. If you can't really yes, be verbal, absolutely. use your social media. I'm verbal, so I struggle with my social media. You right. The you, yes, you do. Yes, yes. You're very more talkative, mm-hmm. and you like to be face-to-face with yes, people. Yes, I like is, this. Yeah, something that, I mean, still your generation, because you're at the, I think, it, is it the beginning of the millennials? Yes. 89? So you still like to be face-to-face because that's the best way for you to communicate. I still write phone numbers on paper. People are like, let me get your phone number. I'd be like, let me get a pen and paper. <laughs> Why? <laughs> when you got a whole phone. phone. You feel yeah. me? Like, it, yeah. it's really nice. So I'm just... and, and these days, you can't give the man the wrong phone number because they always say, let me call you right back and give you my number. I'm like, damn. <laughs> back in the day, you want to call just... right now? Right. Yeah. You will call right Back in now. the day, you could just write down a fake phone number. Now they call you right there yes. while and you're standing there. And that phone will tell on you, too. You got my call. I mean, you hear yes. it ringing, right? <laughs> it's ringing. Like, it's now you have to give the right number. Block, or be I'll really honest, you. like, I don't want to be bothered with you. Right. Mine's just, I got a man all the time. Right. I got a man all the time. Who's your man? Like, you know Jesus? Jesus, I'm like <laughs> <in> Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about the real Jesus or God above? God above. Okay. Ooh, can't touch God above. That. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, so since designing culture is basically designing culture, culture, yes, it is here to promote. Black
black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not leaving anyone out because we're all connected, we're yes. all interconnected, but my focus is on black culture. So as a black woman, what do you think um, needs to be improved about our culture as, as black women? Like as far as support, or do you see anything that's lacking? Do you think see anything that we need to add? Like what would you, if you were able to create something for black women, I know this is kind of deep, like what would you do? I've always wanted a community center. Mm. I've always, I said, um, I know where I would have it too. I would have it right here in Newark, right, actually. Um, Cause Newark has a lot of land, uh, property. Yes. Not even being used right now. And I always said, if I had the funds, Oh my God, I would build schools and community mm-hmm. centers. Um, one, because I believe education is important. I'm raising a young daughter. I was a young mom. And I almost didn't make my education. I almost didn't right. get my diploma. So one thing that I did have the best experience about was going to, um, it's almost like a program for parents, young moms, school in the Bronx. And come to find out that there was other teenage moms that were pregnant just mm. like me. And they had pushed us all into this one school. Um, called, right. I network with those women. I learned how to become a great mom right. because of that. Like, so who did you network with? The teenagers or the, the women teenagers that were teaching? Them? And the mentors too. It was like mm-hmm. a it was like a whole program, and um, our kids were able to come to school with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Okay. On our lunch break, we didn't go to the yard to have fun. We go downstairs and we nurse our kids. Right. So it taught us responsibility. It taught us uh, like life skills like um they provided jobs for us um, right. after school daycare because some of us needed to go oh, to wow. work right you needed that's to go to work awesome. like that's the most important you're 16 years old you don't want your mom and your dad to the work that. double time and right. responsibility they say hey listen you could do it at 16 you could get working papers right you can do this this is it if you was to go in real life you only get three weeks or six weeks off mm-hmm. from maternity leave same thing here right so this is how we're gonna, you know, get you prepared. And that's what I feel like today, especially in Newark. That's what we need. Community centers, life skills, but also fun activities, improv classes. Maybe right. they don't always wanna be a construction worker or you know yes. what I'm saying? Maybe you wanna learn how to be funny, maybe you wanna learn how to write, maybe mm-hmm. a poet. Right. Are those not real jobs? Those are absolutely real you jobs. You get what I'm saying? And like, you change the world with those jobs. Tell me you about it. The world Maybe you jobs. want to be an artist, you know, just right. by painting mm-hmm. and photography, you know. And I, I always inspire my daughter to do whatever she wants to do. Right. Whatever you want to do, I'm, as your parent, I'm supposed to make the money to make that happen. Right. And um, I was speaking with you earlier about your daughter, and you said she wants to do, she wants to be an astronaut. Yes, she does. She wants so, to go to Stanford. So what made her think that? Like, was she watching a movie? Did she just enjoy science? How did she get into that? Field. Well, you know, Monique, I could give credit to myself. Oh, and you should. And you, you know, should. Thank you, because I did be a fine daddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 2002. Ooh, and uh, there we were. And he is now an engineer. Okay. You know, she definitely didn't get, like, the literature journalism side from me because mm. she doesn't do well in English. Right. Um, and... I mean, she she writes her own stories too, right. but oh, that's good. it's not like her favorite thing to do. She's more into like science and math. Okay. Like her dad. That's great. So she told me one day, it's like, Ma, you know, I think I want to go into space. And I said, Well, it's not impossible. No, not at all. It's, it's not very impossible. impossible. What are you she talking just has about? To put the work in. Put that's that work it. in. 
That's she it. found out what school she told me the school she went mm-hmm. so I didn't have to research anything. Right. She knew the program I was telling you about in Texas, she gave me that information. Right. She she knows what she wants to, and that's the problem. So she's focused. She's focused. And if the parents don't see that now the kids are focused, we lose in, we lose touch with that. Right. But you have to always be present. And you should. Everything. You, sh- you absolutely should. As best should. as you can, because no parent is perfect. Oh, no. You know, God didn't Some give parents, us no manual right. for this. No. So <laughs> I wish he would have dropped the book. Hello. Like, Something. Jay-Z's if anybody needs to write a book, write a book. Please. He's the one that needs to write a book. Absolutely. Anything. Monica, you know the most scariest thing? Um, uh, I don't even mean to, like, jump on. It's no, similar to the topic, but the scariest thing is... um. When you don't know what your kids is up to, um, woo, honey. When you just like, it's just the one day that your kid is just like, mom, this that's all we want to do for the day. Mm-hmm. Please let me go. Right. And you just like, you know, the weather was great, mm-hmm. work was great. I got about eighty dollars in my pocket. You go ahead. Right. You have a good time with your friends. Right. Don't do nothing. I told you that you ain't supposed to do. Right. And don't let me hear nothing I ain't supposed to hear. Go ahead. And it would just... And you trust them. It's the trust. And it's like, I don't have to worry because I know the uh, the conversations we had and and things like that. But me being a young mom, I was also exposed to a a lot. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's predators in all forms out here. So I was that mom that said, yo, you want to have your friends over? You want to hang out with your friends? Bring them over. We cook. Yeah. We make cook cupcakes. Whatever. Cause it could be the your best friend. You don't even know. Any, you don't know. It could be anybody. Here. And parents definitely need to be safe. Yeah. I mean, they should have been. You know, years ago, everybody was just like, oh, you know, it was more that laid back back like then. Go yeah. ahead. Like, but these days, you definitely have to be aware of who your kids are hanging out with. Who's in um, your house? That's why I understand like protecting our kids, especially mm-hmm. the black girls. Black girls, we, we, we don't have enough protection. That's true. We don't have enough protection. And, and as far as women supporting each other, that's where it needs to start right there. Mm-hmm. The first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning, you step outside your house, you see a sister walking down, sis, you look good today. Have a good day. Have a good day. A, a compliment or something Why goes not? a long way. Because when you see that smile on that person's face, it's like, you know that's the first, they probably haven't gotten a compliment or something okay, in a long Okay, you don't know time. what that person's going through. Mm-hmm. I try to do that every day, sometimes quite a few times a day, and one, it makes me feel great. Right, right. The fact that they were acknowledging me, like, oh, thank you, sis. Right. You welcome, sis. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Sometimes I can't wait, and a brother, too. Right. Oh, please, yeah. please they give out the compliments to the brothers because and, and we have a, we know a couple of good brothers. Yes, at our at, you know at our job and everything. Shout hey. out to Shahid. Shahid, yes. Thomas, who Alex, else? Alex, Alexander, okay, yes. Alexander, yes. Alexander, new dad. Congratulations to him. Absolutely. And he loves his. When you're talking about a man that loves his family, Alexander is a new dad's baby. I don't even think yes. he's two months old yet. And I don't, yeah, I don't think she's two yet. But, that um, phone ring. Alexander's on it. You well, understand? Yeah. It's like a private captain somewhere. He's just right. on it. A G.I. Joe. That's because his woman shows him the love. And right. the appreciation But then shows. he's also accepting of it. Like yeah. some, You know how some guys are just like, oh, you know, I'm having a baby, but I'll still go out with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. sleazy guy. But, um, but no, he's guy. all about his family. He's completely in love. You had a daughter. You have a daughter. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. 
what's the reason that you telling your daughters they can't have sex at a young age? Is it because you're like, oh, they're gonna get pregnant, you gonna get pregnant, you gonna get STDs? Like, um, it, I think it's a lot of things. Number one, I know that guys are not all guys. Not all guys. I know not some guys, guys are like. Um, I want to say skeevy. Like when you're around them, you're kind of like, like the skeevy J. Like, like no, skeevy. S K E E V Y. Like something's on you and you're trying to get it off. Like, like there's some guys that will come near you and you're like, get away, get away. So I know that there's guys out there like that. I know people that have been um, molested as kids, guys and girls, and I just don't. I, I tell them not to protect them, and they're probably always just like, "Oh, my, you're the, you know, you're this, you're that, you know, you're not serious." I'm dead I'm ass serious, serious as a whole. And I, I don't think I've ever told them that that I know people that have been sexually molested. Right. But you know, back when I was, and I'm just finding some of the stuff I'm finding out as a grown ass woman that some of my friends have been sexually molested yeah. as kids. Now, can you imagine? Like, I would kill. Right. I'm killing. Is it by especially if I know you. Yeah, if, if I know you, but I know you. Somebody, somebody's lying. If no you cops. were to do that for, to my child, no, they no, no enforcement. And, and that's I, just really where it's at. And that's why I asked is because I was just thinking, like, yeah. some some of the girls now, like, when I when I was Alasia's age, I actually wasn't really interested in having sex. It mm-hmm. was my girlfriends who were like inspiring me or something. Right, and you were like, let me try it. You know, like, let me get it. First time is not good. You First guys should wait. First time I got pregnant. Like, that's what? what I'm saying. Like, it was just like that moment where you don't know yourself, you don't know anything. Right. And you just like, I know I like him. I know my girlfriend said that this is good. You know, and I think like, now like, me being a mom, I'm just telling my daughter like, please understand that your girlfriend's lie too. That... This is all a fugazi. That's this is Yeah, this is all a fugazi. People, you don't know what you're talking about. The only people you should listen to is your mother and your father. That's it. And we're not even the brightest people. Right. So, so they were trying to be, you know, oh, I'm badass. I had said, Yeah, I'm doing this, it. I'm doing that. And meanwhile, my mom is telling me exactly what you're saying. It's like, listen, it's not even the fact that you could come in with a baby. That's that's one of, actually, right. my least of the worries is the baby. It's everything else. Everything else. The STDs, the diseases, you know, something that you can never get rid of. Right. You know, um, the attachment from that human being. Woo! You know, honey, at 15 and being in love is the hardest. I was done. I'm I, dumb. I, no, no, no. Back then, we were not. We were in love. Was, but it is the hardest. I was hardest. dumb in the TV all night. Yeah. If you are molested, right, as a kid. And you've never gotten help. You've never maybe I was maybe as a kid. maybe you. It's facts. I'll, I'll take that out. But, but you could. You don't have to. You, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm so honest with that. Like this is my lesson as a kid. So are my sisters. But you know what? Who? You don't have to be specific. I can tell you exactly. My mother was on drugs at one point in her life. I'm a real person. My mother was on drugs. She was a great woman. She worked and she volunteered for everything. But she did, she ended up, we moved somewhere. Something traumatic happened to her. It's real life shit. Something happened to my mom. She's going through a divorce. She gets hooked on drugs. One of the worst drugs like that. Mom right. starts stealing and everything. Yeah, starts stealing, mm-hmm. smoking and shit. It's, it's kind of messy when you see her do it. Because you're like, okay, well, I don't even know you. But who am I to judge you? So, you know, you just let her do her thing or whatever. But the same person that put her on drugs, her son would 
touch on me and so she was like in your he was they were in yeah your house they were always stuff. around and he he did it was you know i was cracking up the other day because the lady that was interviewing on r kelly show said oh we had a minor sexual interaction Right. A sexual interaction is a sexual, sexual interaction, interaction. no minor or small. Right. And I don't know why I almost thought I was about to say that. Because technically oh. he didn't make me have intercourse with him, but he showed me something that I knew damn well I wasn't supposed to know at that oh, he time. Sh- he showed you like porn or his penis? His penis. Uh. And he made me do things to him. Uh. And people in my family, no freaking better, do the same thing. Your sister. I mean, my cousins. Okay. I had a, I had a cousin that was sexually active to us. You know, my whole point is that doesn't make me act out. It makes me understand that hey, something happened to me. Something. Are you okay? So let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you sure? Like, I, have I, you gotten? Yeah, I did get therapy, and that's important too. A lot of black people don't believe in therapy. No. Like, oh yeah, you no. should go get therapy. You stop talking to grandma. Grandma's gone been through everything. <laughs> right, you don't know, what, yeah, you don't know how grandma's feeling that day. Right. Don't she's... talk to grandma. Go find you somebody who don't know you. Somebody who's a little open-minded. That can be you objective. Know. Yeah, and you go get help. Because when my mom died, I thought my dad should get us therapy. Right. And he didn't. He didn't get nobody therapy. So how old were you when it happened? So Just... I was eight years old when it happened. Oh. So did you know it was wrong right like i knew it was wrong because was... i've never experienced that before. it felt wrong yeah i know like my my dad has this part i wasn't stupid my right. dad definitely has a different part than me you know i'm right. raising the house with my father right right i don't have no brothers right my dad has a different part than me my dad never tell me to come touch that area mm-hmm. he never he would even sit on his lap you don't even sit too high up you sit right on the knee so then so at that time, did you tell anyone? Or no, I did didn't tell know? nobody, and that Were was you stupid s- of me. Did he? T- no, no. Do not blame mm-hmm. yourself, Kuala. You know, I don't blame myself, but you know what? It's because we don't put enough trust in our parents. That's just what it was. No, I, I the, think the, it's the person that did it to you that's putting the fear of you I don't doing think something he ever wrong. Said nothing to me. No, he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing that you knew that it was wrong—if you told your parents, you would be in trouble. I mean, did you feel that way? No, I don't think I felt like I would be in trouble. I just didn't want her to have a bad experience with her friend. Gotcha. I'm trying to protect yeah, her at eight. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, my, my mom, my girl. Like I tell you, I tell her everything. Somebody robbed the bank, I'm telling her. I'm telling her because right. I need her to but, go but get then, the money. But then you didn't, make sure we you good. didn't tell for yourself. No, I didn't tell her myself because I was just like, that's my mom's friend and she's happy when she's with her. So, okay, I mean, I guess... And it never happened after that, but then I had a cousin that said it to you. Yeah, that would make me do things to him a lot. Oh, you had so, a cousin that would. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he was okay. like, um, his mom was my babysitter. So, could you imagine, like, seven days a week, I'm over there. Five days oh. a week, I'm over there. And he never penetrated me, but he made me do things that I know that wasn't right. How old were you? I was still probably eight, probably eight to like 10 years old. Did you ever confront him? No. Oh. And still to this day, I see the same cousin. I act like I don't even know him. I speak. Because you know what it is? I think in my mind, I already forgave him. Would it be too much pain for you to... If you actually confront him about that situation, yeah. I would kill him. Because I have my own daughter. Right. I know that my daughter can never be around you, no matter right. who. You know, I actually heard he married into a 
third generation cousin of mine. He's my first generation cousin. Right. I heard he married into a third generation cousin which of mine. Which is his cousin. Which is too. his cousin, third generation, two, two generations later, right? Okay. If he does it again to someone else, would you feel some kind of way because you didn't open up and say, he did this to me and I know he did this to me and me not saying nothing allowed him to... I would feel sucky about it, but I would right. definitely speak up at that moment. Right. If I found out he was molesting some child out here... Right. I probably, matter of fact, I take it back. Here's the crab in me, right? You know, we got You're two high, snappers. Right. Yeah. I'm going for that head. Because you know what? I let you get away with me, but know right. the fact that you out here violating, I'm willing to take the risk. Right. And sometimes I feel like we should be like that. Right. Malcolm X was willing to take the risk all the time. So what I'm saying is, why not say something now so that he wouldn't? I did try to tell my dad as an okay. adult. And I Ooh. think it was like the hardest thing that I could do. I think he kind of overlooked what I was, the message. Because he was, he didn't want to yeah. see it. He was, he was feeling yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think, I was like, dad, you know, there's things about me you don't even know. And he was like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, about your own family. It was just like little... Right, little hits. dropping little hits. Because I wanted to, but tell he didn't so want to know. He, he didn't want to know because that would have been too painful. And if you don't have many nephews in the family, so I say, oh, mm-hmm. your nephew, you need to talk to your nephew about the things he used to do to me. And my father said, if you want to sit here and say anything to make you feel like you did something great at this time, then go ahead. Because I guess he thought maybe I was trying to hurt him. But I was oh, really crying oh. out to mm. him. You know? So that's what I'm saying. It's all about keeping it real with your kids. If you know your kids is going through something, be open. Listen, I, I could clearly see you're going, you're through, going something. through something. Yes. Whatever it is. I even asked my daughters. I said, has anyone ever? Yeah. I asked my kids too. No, mom, but they know I would kill my man. <laughs> I asked so, my daughter too. She I was asked. a cheerleader. She's been in track. She got coaches. Savage coaches out here. So, so how are you today with all of that happening? Let's let's go. Let's today. Um, how are you? Like, do they, you think about it? Do you dream about it? Do you do you react to certain situations because of what happened to you, like immediately or aggressively? I don't think about it. Okay. I haven't talked about it since um, today. I haven't talked about it since my dad died. Oh, and you spoke with him? Yeah, I spoke to him about it. And, um, and you wanna know I'm happy I'm talking about it because you can hear me now. Absolutely. You know, you can hear me. I don't even feel bad about it. And you wanna know I don't I don't wish no bad on my cousin. I don't wish no bad on his family or anything right. because I believe in karma. No matter what yeah. you do around here, somehow, somewhere it's come, right. it come back. So I mean, I don't lose no sleep over it. If anything, I'm more protective over my kid about it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if anything, it keeps me alert. So, the other yeah. day, I bought her pepper spray. I was like, you know what? Too bad my daughter go to an all-white school because I would get her the taser. <laughs> I don't oh, want to think that she got a weapon or right, something. Right, right, right. You know yeah, because they'll do that. We're going to suspend her. We're going to suspend her. You know, but technically, the trafficking, the sex trafficking is out of control. Predators are out of control. Right. I took my daughter yeah. to get her hair done. We went to lunch one day, and some 55-year-old man was leaning over her, asking her, when was she getting out of school? Ooh. Yeah, when you get out of school, I I walked in the rest. I all I did was go out for a smoke break and get, and I just so happened to look in the mirror and the man is leaning over to her. As soon as I walked in, this is how I knew he was a predator. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I said, "What the fuck is going on in here?" Right. 
kids know that these guys that are giving you compliments and will okay. do this stuff for you, they are fucking predators. Predators. You have to protect unless, yourself. Right. Unless these guys are uh, within a few years of your age and they want to take you out, don't mess with these guys. They want to take advantage of you. They want to take advantage of you. The best thing I could have did in the army was learn combatives level one and two. And basically, it's a form of martial arts. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't used it in a while, but and you know, some things stick with you. Right. And you know, grandma's mac and cheese stick with you. You know the recipe. Somebody was to come and attack home. me uh-huh. right now, oh, they in big trouble. Right. It's not an easy kill for you. Right. I do encourage women to get uh, self-awareness classes, um, martial art classes. It's part of stress relief management. Right. It's part of self-awareness management. It's part of just defense. You having this self-defense, real self-defense. Right. So why not just use your hands? Let's go old school. Right. You know, bitch want to pull up at you at your building. Bitch, right. come outside. We need right. to just go <laughs> like that route. Right, right, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And be alert, you know? And, and use sure. the tools that are around you to jack somebody up. Oh. Now, uh, Kawana, you have um, performed at Van Gogh's Ear in Union. Yes. You've performed at OT's Lounge yes. twice. And you're actually getting, uh, people are actually reaching out to you because they want you to perform at their spot. Yes. So that's great. That means, that means you are doing something wonderful. That means people like you. That means you're making them laugh. Oh, You are. I'm in there. Like somewhere. You are making them laugh. So this Thursday, January 16th. Yes. Right? This is your first show of the year. Yes. Your first show yes, of the that decade. is so true. Um, 2020 right. AM. Woo woo. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going to be at the Craftsman Lounge at um, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And the address is 230 Passaic Street, Hackensack, New Jersey. The show starts at 8 p.m. What should the audience expect when they see you on stage? Okay, we, we one. Know. Give us a little, a little, a little taste. A little one, taste. I'm coming out with style. I definitely okay. got me a new outfit. You got an outfit? Yes, I got me an outfit. <laughs> Because what I'm trying to do is definitely work on appearance. Like, I'm such a regular Degla girl. Like, you see my fro today. Um, I'm in the house and say, No, regular Degla is not you. But I, go I, ahead. I, I, feel, I feel very regular. And because, you know, I'm trying to branch into this uh, this image, into this new life and past, I definitely want to fit my vibe. Like, right. If I feel good, I'm gonna look good. Right. And I, if I know if I look good and you guys look good, then we're gonna have a laugh. Right. So we're gonna you know we're gonna job. have a good time. Definitely look forward to the funny. We're gonna be talking about everything. Okay. Um, January 16th. I definitely want to talk about relationships. I want to talk yes. about sex. <laughs> I want to talk about just the 2020. We all want. You know what's new in the 2020? I want right. to talk about it all. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. For the first few weeks. First yeah. week, What has happened to you guys? You know. What already. Has to you? Right. Like yeah. you already need to start looking for new jobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we need yeah. new jobs. You know, income is so love. important for 2020. Yes. Um, love as well. You know what I'm saying? Like. Okay, you don't want to be in a relationship. You need to find some type of stability. If you're right. in your 25s and up, stability is important. You need right. to go ahead and get that started. 30, you should start to be starting to be settled in your stability. 
You know what I'm saying? So you need to be finding some type of uh, Yeah, because, place. right, by the time you're 50, you're already divorced, and the yeah. guy's looking for somebody okay. that's 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so <Okay>. start. <laughs> so what I'm going to call this uh, this episode for uh, January 16th, um, I did give it a title. Okay. It's that's called excellent. Niggas okay. Don't Want to Be Adults <laughs> in 2020. That's right. So 2020 just started, so okay. we just want to get the niggas that don't want to be adults prepared to be Adults. Yeah. So, okay, you know what I'm like saying? That. If you're in like a relationship yes. and you're struggling, we're going to get you prepared. You know what I'm right. saying? Your sex life for, is For bad. the women. For we're the women get and you for prepared. the men. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you're not looking your best, we want to get you. I'm trying to look my best. You right. should try to look your best. Right. And that starts with just brushing your teeth. Right. You know? <laughs> Motherfuckers just wake up in the morning. <laughs> Wait, is that your breath? <laughs> or did you pass gas? Because I'm confused. Is that an onion or fucking mayo? I'm confused. The mayo situation. Mayo will give you bloatness like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh you have to be careful. Right. But that's what, that's what I'm really trying to just get into for this next show. Like you said, as a new promoter, um, they have reached out to me. Right. And, yes. you know, I'm just trying to bring my game. If somebody's reaching out, bring your A game. Right. Don't be shy. Like, this is the time that I'm just like, yo, like, uh, it's 2020. I practiced in 2019. The end of it. I right. You're, just, you're good. I need to just you're get good. it popping out here. You don't need to be out there for years. Everything is instant these yeah, days. That's what I'm so saying. Cool. And not? using your social media. Who yes. would have known? I'm so poor. I'm going to work on that. It's 2020. I'm going to work on that. Right. I need to just have it like. I'm going to get me a Mexican. And, <laughs> I'm going to me a whole Mexican. Just, just hold hard. my phone. That's it. Just hold the phone. And you call the boss. Right. When she needs to know that somebody is reaching out or something, right. you know? Yeah. But that's it. Get your a... team. 2020 is all about the team. Absolutely. Get the team this Absolutely. year. Uh, one thing my godmother said to me yesterday was, you know it takes a village to build a child. Right. I didn't know if she was calling me a child or not because I was about to get her ass. Like, right. Godma, you know I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown paying bills. It's costing me a thousand to live here. I was about to run it down to her, but I was like, you know, let me let her chill, see where right. she's going right. at with this. And she said, it takes a village to build a child and get you a team this year. Right. If you want If you want to prosper and blossom, that's what you need to do. Absolutely. You need to find good people around you. Not because, people just doing anything, neither. Right, know? right. And because the thing is that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So, and you can't do it by yourself. Right, you So, therefore, you, but you have to pick the reliable people that are going to be there for you that you see that are serious. So, that's yeah. who you want. That's who you want. Don't just pick, like, oh, we friends, we good. We going to talk and drink all day. Right. Like, I ain't going to drink by myself. It's cheaper that way Money. by any means. Right. And then all you do is smoke and drink, then you fall asleep and wake up. Yeah, you know, no and then you don't get. No work done. No work, no work done. done. It's all about getting work, So get work, those work, folks work. that know how to work first and then have fun later. Shout out to Diddy for putting out my favorite song of 2020. It's called I'm Working. I don't hustle like that. I hustle like this. There's not a second left. You know there's tomorrow. I'm hustling like there's only one more second left for this hustle. Don't bother me. I'm working. Yeah, it's definitely amazing to see Diddy thrive. Um, but you know what? He needs help. He needs more yeah. people to be in that arena. He wants more people to be in that arena, and we need to do that. Yes, we need to do that. I, I'm doing my part. You're doing your right. part. I hope. I, I hope that God blesses me with a legendary name in the world. Like Ooh, I'm not even from like the I'm not even from Newark, but I love Newark. But you would, yeah, you know, yeah, people are going to be like, yo, she's from Newark. They're going to rep you. Yeah, I always sure. go 
out of state. Every time I move, I right. move to Virginia, I move to DC, I move to Texas, Florida, anywhere I want, really. California, I moved to California one time, but I always come back. Right. right. I don't know what it is. It's like the energy is so vibrant yeah. here. Like, and, and you have a lot of access yeah. to the to main places. That. You really do. And, um, you know, I mean, I certainly wish the best for you, and I'm thank sure you. everybody else does. You're going to do and, great. I'd like to thank Juana for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, if you need to get in touch with her, her Instagram is Kiwi, that's K-I-W-I-I dot Phoenix. And if you need to get in touch with me, you can go to my Instagram, which is Designing Culture, or you can go to my website to check out more stories at Designing Culture MG, as in Monique with Griffin, dot com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the uh, Designing Culture podcast, and I'll see you next time.